I'm an archivist of monsters that live in our world. I recently received a letter from Henry Livingston, the Duke of Hartwell. He claims to have a case for me to look over. It seems to be a personal account from him, and I skimmed over the beginning of it before I started recording. I'll be reciting this letter as I go. I'm fairly skeptical about this letter already, as the Duke claimed to have been kidnapped, but from the little research I've done, this never occurred. However, there is a possibility that it could have been covered up, so it is worth a read. I don't know how a kidnapping by a human could lead to an encounter with a monster, but I'm sure that will come to light as I go. This is the alleged kidnapping of Duke Livingston. Dear Archivist of Monsters, I will try to keep this as detailed as possible, as this was at least ten years ago. I was asleep when I was taken. I don't know how they got into my room. They were dressed as one of my guards, but they wore a mask to prevent me from seeing their face. He stuffed a cloth in my mouth to keep me from making too much noise. He slipped us out at knife point. There was a few close calls where the guards walked within feet of us, but the cold steel on my neck kept me quiet. I was stowed away in the back of a wagon, tied up like a pig. We rode off into the night. The creaking of the wagon wheels and the chirping of crickets were the only sounds I could hear after leaving the castle walls. Eventually the wagon came to a stop, and I wondered what horrible fate was about to befall me. The thoughts of torturous death flashed in my mind as I heard the man walking to the back of the wagon. The flaps were thrown open, and I tried to back away from the figure, but his strength was inhuman as he picked me up and threw me over his shoulder effortlessly. I struggled, but it was useless as he brought me into the cellar of the house we had stopped in front of. He tied me to a post and pulled the cloth out of my mouth. I felt the relief as my jaw was finally able to close. My eyes tracked the man as he knelt in front of me. His hands reached up and slowly pulled off his mask to reveal the face of Oliver Vell, one of my guards. I demanded to know what was going on. My ears burned with rage as every inch of my body felt like it was on fire. His response instantly froze the blood in my veins. Not because of what he said, but how he said it. Oliver had a thick accent that wasn't present in this stranger's words at all. When I looked closer, I also saw that his eyes weren't the right color. I demanded to know who this imposter was. His eyes locked with mine and he smiled. I waited for his response. Then his skin started to bubble. It shifted and moved like the water in a chef's pot. I had to swallow my vomit as I tried to comprehend the madness unfolding in front of me. His face slowly stopped shifting and eventually settled. Oliver's high cheekbones and sharp jawline were replaced by a round face with plump cheeks. It was like looking in a mirror. My jaw, my lips, my hair, my neck. It was me. I watched as his eyes changed to last, changing from a deep brown to a deep green. I would have gasped, but instead of an inhale, there was an exhale of vomit as my dinner spilled all over the floor. This thing furrowed its brow as a look of disgust replaced its smug features. It called me disgusting and threw insult after insult after insult at me. 
Even through my shock and horror, I noticed that his mannerisms were wrong. I wouldn't say inhuman, but they definitely weren't mine. His dialect was also that of a commoner. He may have looked like me, but he didn't act or sound like me at all. After cleaning up my mess, the thing left, ignoring my demands for an explanation. For days, the monster visited me, fed me, brought me water, and talked to me. I ignored him at first, but after three days of no stimulating conversation, I cracked. I tried to make the conversations useful by asking probing questions. I wanted to figure out what it wanted. I wasn't able to gather much. It had the ability to steal the whole treasury and disappear, but it never did. I could never read it. I could never figure out what it wanted. After a few weeks, I noticed something unnerving. It was perfectly able to mimic me. We were talking when I noticed. It froze mid-sentence, and a disturbing smile split its features. The smile slowly morphed into my own. I began to panic and demand to know what was happening. As the final word left my mouth, it left his as well. He copied every word I said, and it was flawless. I began to panic even more. I screamed for help even though I knew it was futile. There was no one for miles. But that didn't keep me from shredding my vocal cords trying to get someone's attention. As I screamed, it began to give a speech, one I knew well. I gave it a few years ago to rile up the peasants for a war our king had dragged us into. His movements were perfect. It was like an out-of-body experience watching him move. I was so enthralled that I had stopped screaming without even noticing. Sadly, I also didn't notice how close he had gotten to me. In a flash, his fingers wrapped around my throat, digging into my fat, tubby neck. My ears began to ring as my stupid, ugly face became red. His eyes bulged out of his head as I choked him. Tears were squeezed from his eyes as his blood flushed his features. He made a pitiful choking sound as he died. His struggling grew weaker and weaker until it stopped entirely. The night was silent when he fell still. The crickets could be heard chirping away. I buried him in the back of the abandoned house. I left no mark for his grave. I stood there, the wind blowing through the leaves. It made a soothing, rustling sound. But I have no words to honor that disgusting human. That human like you. You horrid things that kill and destroy like you are untouchable. But you're not. It will destroy your society as you know it. You may wonder why I'm sending this to you. It's because I want to gloat, rub it into your face. No one will believe you over a duke. Of course, if they do, I will just wear someone else's face to escape. And I'll come and take yours. I want you to be scared, wondering if every person you see on the street is me or one of my kind. I know you record these and send them out, so everyone who's listening, be afraid because you never know if the stranger that is looking at you a little too long wants to rip your face off. Oh, so this is extremely disturbing. I sent out some researchers to look into this account. They have come back with even more unsettling news. 
turns out that Duke Livingston went missing a month ago. No one has been able to find a trace of him at all. It appears that this monster is a doppelganger. These are monsters that can take the form of any humanoid they want. They do this for various reasons, whether it's to evade capture or swindle strangers. Even though the doppelgangers can copy the outward appearance of a person, they cannot copy their mannerisms, memory, language, or other things of that nature. So they will often keep their victims for days or even weeks, learning everything they can about them. They do this using their ability to read minds. Even though they can only read surface-level things like names, desires, fears, and even a few scattered memories, it's still enough to be able to accurately disguise themselves as their victim. I don't know what this monster plans, but I fear for the outcome. I will definitely have my researchers on high alert. I'll keep an eye out for any strange reports that find their way into my repository of notes. For now, all we can do is stay vigilant. So with this story in mind, remember to always be prepared and vigilant.